It's Tuesday at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, and we've got Ted Colfin from the Detroit News back for a TED Talk. We've been promising this episode for a couple weeks now, but uh, the interview was so long that it was really difficult to chop up. Uh, we talk about his favorite moments covering the team. That will, like, not necessarily his favorite moments, but ironically his favorite moments from covering the team last year. Some funny facts and figures, and whether he thinks that there's any possible way the Red Wings can match the awfulness that they had a season ago. Uh, as I mentioned, this episode was recorded like three weeks ago, so if some of it is a little bit outdated by now, uh, that would explain why. Um, but for the most part, it's all pretty uh, evergreen, fun stuff. Uh, he tells us that we ruined his marriage by keeping track of when he was you know, finishing in the, the press conference question-asking race. Uh, so it's all good stuff. Enjoy the episode with Ted Coffin, and we'll see you back here at the end. Hi guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. I am Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi, and today alongside with me, as always, I've got the Kidney Stone Kid That's right. That's right. It's plural, folks, because Thank we you. got one Kidney Stone Kid, Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? I'm surviving. Now, you're the regular on this podcast you're the you're the you're the uh the og kidney stone yeah. kid but our guest today also had a kidney stone very recently also earns the distinction the kidney stone kid also waiting to be welcomed in ted coffin how's it going buddy guys i always enjoy it and ethan you have my deepest sympathies man thank you I have no idea how you're like thriving <laughs> in this type of situation here i really I know don't. I know. I just, I love everybody's saying the same thing. Like, Oh, I'm so, it's like, I feel like there's been like a death in my family or something, but it's just me in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and quite frankly, I've laughed at him more than I've uh, given him my condolences. Yeah. So he's had everybody that's close to me has. So it's okay. I don't understand how you're like going day to day here. I mean, I just remember this past summer when I had it, it was like the entire, it was basically the entire day. I woke up like in severe pain at five or 6am and I didn't, I didn't like leak it out until like 9 p.m. that night. Dude, there's no way I could be doing a podcast. There's just no way. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> that you're even out and about. I really am. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it is bad. It comes and goes, you know, it's not, it's bigger. So it's not moving as much. That so really it helps. Chills in one really spot helps. and it just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. hurt as much as when it, when it moves is when it's, excruciating but if it's I just chilling, yeah it just sounds it feels like a, a yeah. needle prick every once in a while but it's it's been a blast nolan you don't want to ever get this no i'm staying away from drink a lot of liquids now. and just do not get, ever yeah. get this well you know my motto never take a vacation from hydration i don't i don't think that'll be a problem for me i trust me i'm gonna have a lot of health problems in my life like i have had a lot of and i'm and i'm bad about like 
being proactive about them. So they will, I, there will be some detriments, but I don't think it'll have anything to do with dehydration. <laughs> if you can not, if you can just check off no kidney stones, you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Going forward, you'll be in good shape. Uh, so we've got some things to talk about, Ted, and it looks like you're going to get to cover NHL hockey this year. Are you, are you excited about that after spending a year at the AHL level? There is one thing before we start all that, though. Now, going back several months, I remember, let's do the incident about me being fifth or sixth in the queue. Yes. For Stevie Eiserman's press conference. Mm-hmm. I came in with the fifth or sixth question that night. Yes. And you guys kind of, I don't know, you, I, don't know I, don't, I don't remember everything. You guys kind of chided me for that. Mm-hmm. I told my wife about that story. She was like so petrified and disappointed in me that I would come in fifth or sixth in the queue. So I had to like practice, like hitting the cube. Like what's that thing? I don't even remember. It's kind of like, if you want to ask a question, you got to like hit a hand up or something like that. Yeah. I had to practice that. So as the next time there's that queue situation, hopefully I can get up to at least first second or third i mean yeah definitely i mean like you're like you say fifth or sixth but like you're also leaving out that i think there was only five or six questions asked total that's a good point yeah yeah so i but not one of my best performances as far as hewing into the situation yeah it was not one of my best so do you feel ready you know not like that the season started do you feel like you've gotten because i i mean i have some exercises for you if you need them like I can pass those. If you could to email you. some, if you, because I have plenty. Dude, there, there will be plenty of opportunities to practice this season because all we're going to be doing is Zoom calls. Yes, so there will be plenty of opportunities for me to practice and get better at, and hopefully someday beat Helena St. James to the first first of the queue line. I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever she does. I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, pretty good too. Max, she Max enters the Zoom chat. With their yeah. hand up. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we got some, I mean, you can, I'm on WebMD right now. There's a slideshow, 10 ways to exercise hands and fingers. If you're interested in that, um, you know, it's just a traditional like grip strengthening stuff. It's uh, timing. It's all timing. Yeah. Well, well that too. Yeah. It's, um, it's timing. Yeah. And, and those quick tit, quick twitch muscle fibers in, in like your hand and stuff like that, that you kind of got to. You got to work on. They go typically the hand, Nolan. Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Right? You don't literally raise your hand, right? You press a button. My wife was like really concerned though. It's like, I mean, so why are you like last in line of asking questions? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? I mean, oh my god. <laughs> That's it's like, it's like affecting the situation at home. or something. Man. I mean, I don't know. She's like, you know, when we first got married, you were you were first or second every single time. Uh, you know, uh, you've changed, Ted. I don't know. But so yeah, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring that out into the open and stuff. Yeah, that was. I uh, appreciate it because I was going to bring it up yeah. eventually. Yeah. With the, with the season coming, that was up. a more sport. That was more important stuff than the NHL about start getting ready to start or anything like that. You're 100 yeah. correct, and you were so locked in and, and focused on the uh, 
on what you wanted to say. You didn't even realize that I asked you about covering the NHL for the first season ever. Cause I, I said, you spent a year in the AHL and now you're back to, to covering something that resembles an NHL team. Are you excited about that? That was a bad hockey team, man. <laughs> bad, bad hockey team. They never, I mean, they rarely, if they fell behind in the first period, it was over. I mean, you knew they yeah. weren't going to catch up. I mean, you can like start writing your story that night. Yeah. And, and it happened a lot. It happened a lot. <laughs> and then somebody asked me like recently, like some of the, if, just remembering some, what were some of the worst games? What are the worst games? There was like one game a week that was the worst game. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, take your pick. I mean, come on. I remember I mean, whenever. It will be. I mean, you know, we will, I'm sure we'll talk about it. We, we have talked about it, but they'll be better. And you know what? In this realignment thing, I mean, depending on what realignment goes through, yep. they have a chance to actually steal some victories. I mean, if yes. they play Chicago, who else is in there? Florida, Nashville. Uh, Florida, I mean, you don't know, Florida's maybe not that great sometimes. I mean, they, yeah. they, they have their roster's not great. Okay, yeah. If they play Minnesota, they're kind of, you know, waffling about Minnesota and St. Louis, who's going to play in that division. Now, obviously, St. Louis would be tough, but you play Minnesota, I mean, they're not, not that great. Maybe no, they're trying to do a that. A bit of a hangover. The fly. I think there's definitely – there's chances – to, for them to be actually like not the worst team in the league, and suddenly you're drafting like fifth, sixth, or seventh, or something like that. I mean, yeah, we're looking too far ahead, but this, I mean, I don't know what that, and they should be able to win some games. That's all I'm trying to say. I mean, I don't think they're going to be all that bad. All right, going to jump in here real quick to just remind you guys that if you're considering betting on the NFL playoffs this weekend, if you're considering betting on the NCAA Football National Championship, then there is only one place that we trust to place our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Clemson, gone. Who saw that coming? Did you? Did you see Ohio State pulling off that upset? Well, you could have earned yourself some serious money by betting on the underdogs in that game. You think you know that Ohio State's going to beat Alabama in the national championship game? Go ahead and sprinkle a little money on that money line. And by the end of the night, you might be walking away a bigger winner than Justin Fields. But that's not the only thing that you can bet on. At betonline.ag, they've got NHL futures. Who do you think's going to win the MVP? Put a little money on it. Who do you think's going to win the Stanley Cup? Put a little money on it. Who do you think is going to win the division? Probably not going to be the Red Wings. Don't put any money on that. But if you do, then you'll get $33 back for every dollar that you put down. That's that's I mean that's that's a harmless bet right there. You put down five bucks to win the division. Guess what? If it happens, you make over 150 bucks. Sports are all the way back. Hockey's almost all the way back. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and use our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% off or a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's free money. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. 
Alright, before we jump back into this interview, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank goodness that 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins, and if you're planning on betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Fender off gives him the business. I mean, Man, Thomas Grice that? alone is going to get us more wins without having Jimmy back there. Tell you, you had a rough year last year, man. You had a yeah, rough, rough season. And then just like I we had if a, going to bring them in for for our, like a look see or something. It's, that's tough. It's tough to justify bringing in a guy who was two and twenty three or whatever. I yeah, mean, ended it ended the season on a twenty game losing streak. That like there are so. What's funny is the the things that will live on. Some of the stats are incredible. Yes, and and those will never be. I will never forget that Jimmy Howard lost twenty straight games to end his Red Wings career. There, yeah, that's a great, that's a great one. But after starting two and zero, I think, right? He was he won two of his yeah. first three, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. yep. And then it oh, was all endless. From there. I mean, at one point late in the season, they were thirty first in least amount of victories, total standing, power play percentage, penalty kill percentage, uh, shot, you know, least shots. Every like key statistic, they were thirty first out of thirty one teams. That's tough to do, man. It really is. And just power like, play. I remember like last year there was this stat, and it's funny you talk about like oh if they go down in the first period, you know the game's over. What's funny oh, is yeah. there were a lot of games that they weren't trailing after the first period, where it was like nothing, nothing, or one nothing, but they were getting outshot like fifteen to six. And you're just yeah. like, dude, when is this gonna? When is the the dam gonna break? And then, uh, and then it's a four goal second period, you know, like those types mm-hmm. of games. I just hope are, I mean, maybe not completely done with, but at least eradicated somewhat, because those are those are tough to to watch, and I'm sure for you to write about. It's like the Lions, like. Thank God it's there's basically what it is yeah. here with the lions, because yeah. at a certain point, you're just kind of like the, this game last week, I was talking about it with Wojo after the game. I was like, I don't know what to write. Like it, it just, it is what it is at this point. We, they're not a good team. They came out. They were the inferior team. Nothing too crazy happened. And then they lost. Like that's, <laughs> that's what it is. It was the Packers this last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They lost by 10. Probably. Yeah. It's it's probably the way you kind of expected it to go. I mean, yeah. Tough game for a little while, but they're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers, really. I mean, they're not. I mean, so, yeah. No, it was like that a lot last season. That's a good point, Nolan, about the 0 0 games. And then if they gave up one, they were going to give up a second one really quick. And then that third one would come about four or five minutes, yeah, about three or four minutes later. And then suddenly you're like, you're like doing the arithmetic. It's like three goals in a matter of three minutes and 20 seconds or something like that. Yep. That happens a lot. Yep. So his shot totals uh, are like 15 to four. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're kind of hoping that it's going to be more like two to one or three to one this season, kind of like very competitive. Um, yeah. you're right. I mean, the goaltending should be better. 
I mean, Grice has had some really good seasons this year. He really, I mean, this year, Grice had some really good seasons in his career. And that defense on paper, I mean, it's not like star laden, but it just looks deeper and better. I mean, it does. I mean, Troy Stetcher's not bad. Mark Stahl isn't Mark Stahl from 10 years ago, but when you look at some of his stats and talk to some people out of New York, he actually didn't have that bad of a season last year. And Merrill too. John Merrill's, you know, John Merrill is who he is. I think he should be a, deep, a solid third pair. So mm-hmm. yeah, those in there, that's a big difference from Jonathan Erickson, Trevor Daly, and absolutely Mike Green, is it? Yeah. yeah. Green for like Trevor, 20 games this year. Bow, yeah. Madison Bowie. Yeah. Matt so. Bowie, especially just like because Bowie was the one who was never hurt, so he was just always out there being bad. Um Here's something that's a good so, way of putting it. Here's something really it. interesting about the way that the scoring and shots broke down over the course of the year. So in the first period last season, they were outscored 61 to 44. In the second <laughs> period, they were outscored 103 to 46. That's pretty tough to do. That really is. And and that's when like it always fell apart. That was the second period where it was you're like because the shots are pretty much even all the way through, like the the Red Wings and the opponents, like there's like a you know there's a nine shot variance between first, second, and third period for the wings. And so like mm-hmm. that doesn't change at all. It's just the opponent scoring, like Jonathan, it, you could just see Jonathan Bernier could only do it for so long before and- that does, you know, that is, I know we said the goaltending will be better, but the only thing I'm kind of leery about is can Jonathan Bernier play as well as he did last season, this season? I wonder if there's a ceiling or another level there. I, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. But then again, if he doesn't, you got Grice. Yeah. So, and quite we'll frankly, if he that. doesn't, you really can't blame him. I've never seen a goalie stand on his head on such a horrible team like he did he was, last year. Arguably their most valuable player. Yeah. Oh, I think so. For it. He can make Without a really doubt. Drink. I mean, he played well. He played really well. After having a real so so season the year before. And a real and being tough like start. a big question mark entering the season. Yep. And so. he didn't have a good start to the season, too. It was October, November was bad. And yeah. then uh yeah. right like midway through December is when he started to turn it around. And I almost like wondered too, like how much of that increase in his, like that rise in his performance was him like every single night mentally preparing to be the only line of defense. Yeah. Last, I mean, this is kind of segue a little bit slightly different, but three and one, they were to start the season. And I remember the editors that are at the paper called me after that first weekend when they beat Dallas and Nashville. If you remember, you guys remember, it is kind of, well, you guys probably don't remember, but I certainly do. That Monday, that next day, I had to write like a big feature story on these guys could be pretty good this year. I mean, you know, every, <laughs> um, let's go back, man. It's in there. It's in there. I mean, if you guys Google it, it's there. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, 2-0 and oh, wow. and watch out. These guys are about ready to go. All right. Oh. And then the next night, a lot, I don't even, I just, I, it's shocking that I remember this first week, but 
They lost to Anaheim at Little Caesars three to one. So it's like, okay, so they're two and one. But then they go to Montreal, a place where, you know, they lose all, every time and get embarrassed. And they just totally outplayed the Canadians and beat them. So it's like they're three and one. And if you guys remember, right, Toronto comes in at Saturday night. They're leading Toronto, I think, like two to one. And I have to look it up, but I thought they were leading them like two to one in the second. And then, like we're talking about, you know, the damn breaks and Toronto wins. And then they probably don't win another game until January or something. (laughs) It's ridiculous how that went. I mean, wild. Did you watch? Google it. That that story's out there. It's. I'm going to Google it right now. Actually, these guys are. So it'd be like I don't know October eighth or seventh or ninth. Did you watch the? uh, They put out a documentary after the season or like a couple months ago it was probably over the summer sometime it was like an end of end of season documentary dude it was so funny yeah it was a six-part documentary and it was just like it was like it was a propaganda documentary but it was so funny how they like the first three episodes are on like the draft the off-season training camp it's like heading into the season there's an entire episode dedicated to like the first the opening night win and then it's like they start Man, they out three, four goals that night. Yeah. And four goals. And then right when it gets to like you said the damn breaks in uh like the fifth or sixth game of the season, then it's like, and then the Red Wings went out west and lost 13 in a row. And I mean, it was just like skip. They, said, right they past actually it. said that? Yeah. They said yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Things got a little tough for the boys in red. It was <laughs> it was so funny. It was think? it was a fantastic viewing experience. Like just like they know. they blatantly came out and like said they talked about for about three seconds both of our like eleven game losing streaks. There's like yeah, it was more. Than, I think it was like twelve or thirteen. I yeah, there yeah. was at least one. Okay, that was, can, maybe a team has one of those every year. I think they had two or three. They did. They had. They I know, had like a nine game losing streak and a seven game losing streak. It's pretty rad. I mean, it's pretty radical. I mean, they, they were astonishing, man. They really were. The way I would describe it is like if they're a car that's like spittering and sputtering, and then the second it pulls out in the main road, it just crashes and dies. Uh, but if that's ever happened to you, then you should go to rockauto.com. That's right, folks. They're back with the ever increasing number of makes and models out there. It is now impossible to stock all the parts you need. In a traditional chain storefront, why would you endure pointless, intimidating, mean questioning from the uh, person at the at the counterman uh, while he orders the parts on his computer when you have a computer in your pocket that you can use to go to rockauto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and once you get there just write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know we sent you they've got amazing selection they've got reliably low prices and they've got all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right, last bit of housekeeping before we kick you off into this final segment here. This week on the Lockdown NHL Podcast Network, get ready for the f- start of the regular season 
with Sarah Avampato in the Lockdown NHL Season Preview Series. It previews all 31 NHL teams, division by division, and who to pick up, who to drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of Lockdown Fantasy host Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. I remember I covered the last loss of the, uh, I think it was the 11 game streak that went into December. I have to say it was like December 7th. It was a Saturday night. They played Pittsburgh. I had my class reunion that night. That's that's why. Yeah. So thank you for that. I got to cover that game. Uh, And the Crosby and Malkin play. Yeah. I I remember, I think, (laughs) I think Crosby played up I honestly don't remember, to be quite honest with you. I just remember that it was – the reason I remember that it was 11 in a row is because my lead that night, it was um, Grateful Dead night at at LCA. Oh, brother. So I was like – I described the scene and the the Grateful Dead jam band, and I was like, but no – Fans in attendance were not, in fact, tripping at the sight of an 11 straight Red Wings loss. I just remember that being my That's lead, good. and uh, and yeah, so that was that. That was my my part in it all. But I did cover that one Sunday afternoon game against Boston as well when they got that miraculous win in like February or something like that, maybe March. Didn't Bernie kind of like stand on his head that night? Yeah, yeah, he was really really I mean, good for them. Boston like two or three times. How about Montreal? How how do you want to be the Canadians? Go open four against this team and really didn't even look good doing it either. I mean, it's like that's eight valuable points that could have gotten them. Well, they did still did pretty well, I guess, in the playoffs, but how do you do I mean, oh and four? I mean, I know that's, that's why we love sports. There's really no way to figure all this stuff out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at it and like, we were talking, uh, we were talking with like kind of an analytics guy the other day. And I was just thinking like the sheer odds of them losing as many games as they did. Like, that's just what they did was so difficult. It required like a truly large amount of bad luck. Well, lack of talent too. Yeah. Lack of overall talent. Yeah, that is true as well. But like how do you how do you how do you account for your goaltender who you think is gonna be your starter? Jimmy Howard was a starter to begin last season. How do you account for him having an eight eighty two save percentage over the entire course of the year? And like not like It's just I, crazy. I know he didn't have a great year. Obviously, he didn't have a great year. But guys, he really, the guy, <laughs> he didn't get much help in front of him. I mean, seriously. I mean, we've talked about Madison Bowie, Jonathan Erickson, Trevor Daly. That was a guy that we probably missed. Mike Green. Oh, my gosh. I mean, these people played a lot. These people played a lot. And, uh, I mean, all the breakaways, the two-on-ones, the prime scoring chance. I remember one night against the Islanders. I mean, the Islanders ripped them like two times out there. But one night, I mean, he didn't get – I felt – he didn't get any bounces that night. He got a couple of fluke bounces that they scored on. 
And then Alex Biega or somebody made some really bad plays. And, and these were like, I mean, nobody could have not gotten a goal on those situations. And they pulled him and they brought in Calvin Pickard. Oh, he was awful, Pickard, too. And Pickard, and Pickard gives, gives up like eight goals on four shots or something. <laughs> I mean, it was, oh, my God. That was like one of Okay, we're talking about worst games of the season. There was like one or two Islander losses that were yeah. definitely up there. I was like my one of my like the best ways to describe the way that last season went and just kind of the general <laughs> theme of the season is just me the visual of Mickey Redman circling like four red jerseys in the corner and being like yep here you go this is gonna you know this isn't how you don't allow goals in the NHL if you do that this is not how you want to do a penalty kill yep they're gonna put the puck in the back of the net Oh, yep, one, two, three, four red jerseys on one guy here in the corner. I mean, we'll, we'll be like five years from now, we'll look back at some of the players that were on this team, like, yeah, Madison Bowie, Brennan, ancient, a, you know, ancient Trevor Daly, John Erickson, Mike Green. I mean, they should have, shouldn't, they should probably shouldn't have been in the league for last year or two. Yeah. Brendan Perlini. I mean, Brendan Perlini good guy but man how many positive things on the ice did he do i mean it was tough i mean he, yep. so he had like a lot of scoring chances and just didn't do anything with them yeah oh my god he scored his first goal of the season i think in that pittsburgh game christopher that was N. december I mean, yeah oh wow christopher n i mean they didn't even bring him back i mean Talking one of the most quiet fourth line for, forwards. I mean, no kidding. Never got a penalty. Never did anything, man. Never yeah. brought. Never brought like a ton Out of energy there. or anything. I mean, but see, I actually see. didn't like. I <laughs> I was kind of neutral on him because, like you said, like I didn't. He's, he, he is didn't neutral. I mean. Terrible. Which like I know. I know. Which was a nice, nice breath of fresh air on that team. Would just like. All right, he's not going to do anything like catastrophic. You're never going to be circling Christopher N on the teleprompter, well, but for yes any no. any positive reason or negative reason. And then Athens to see you. What a bad yeah. year he had, man. And, I mean, yep. But I will tell you guys, and I wrote about it recently. I mean, well, if you're a contender or something like that, wouldn't you do a one-year, one million dollar gamble on him? Yeah, I mean, play on the fourth line, especially as oh cash trapped as people are right now. I'm I'm still surprised people Tampa. like do, yeah right. I don't know. Would would Tampa would he kind of have like a rebirth in Tampa or something like that? Playing with those, I mean, it gives you a little bit of pause that he couldn't thrive with Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl. I mean, yeah. it gives you a little bit of pause, but definitely. I don't know. I still, I still think there's something there. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I'd gamble on him. He's he better be motivated. This would be his last shot in the league, probably. So yeah, he better play. So I would. I don't know. He won't be here. I know that, but no. I still think he could. He could go somewhere and do something. I don't well, know. He was what a 20, 30 goal scorer two seasons ago. I think he was thirty, wasn't he? I mean, Larkin scored thirty. I thought the year before. Um, like he got twenty goals. I think they were 30 goal scorers. But yeah, still like, but I I think one of the problems with him too, is that like, it's tough to put him in a fourth line role because he is such a defensive liability. 
you yeah. know he, he just he's and i he wonder too if goals he did yeah. i thought it was 20 wow yeah what yeah. all right a 30 goal score and 30 goals followed up by a minus 46 the following year how do you yeah. do that man how do you do that crazy when it's, when it's that bad you know it's some it's kind of bad luck a little bit but also, I mean, you don't put yourself in really good positions either. All right, that's where the uh, interview with Ted Coffin will come to an end for today. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. Be sure to give us a rate, review, and a subscribe with the season coming up. Uh, really trying to boost up those ratings so we can take off once the season begins. Uh, we've got probably part two coming tomorrow, I'm assuming. Uh, we've get, This is like an hour and a half long interview, so... Uh, we'll probably just drop it randomly, like pieces here and there, whenever we uh, are running out of content. So uh, tune back in for that. It's another great time. Uh, whenever Ted comes on, it's always an enjoyable experience. And then on Thursday, uh, we'll have Jack Bushman from the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast on the show to preview his team and decide once and for all whether they will be worse than the Detroit Red Wings in this upcoming year. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.